0: This week on Not Sauce Work, Terry Time is off, and Alex the Intern is stepping in while only Eagle remains in the studio. Deshaun Watson's seemingly final suspension has been handed out, LeBron and Bronny's futures start to become clearer, and the Montreal Canadiens acquired capital. We also make fun of an old man in a baseball uniform. We'll get into this and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Welcome, Alex the Intern. Thank you for joining me today. It would have been really lonely to do it by myself.
1: Oh, well, well, thank you for the invite. Uh, it's not its not every time that I, get it, that I get on Not Sauce for Work. And honestly, I, I finally get to talk to you rather than listen to you talk shit about me.
0: That's true,
2: yeah. true. I was <laughs> going to say, no, yeah. Yeah. when you're we're talking not about, about you,
0: Not Sauce you still for ears, so we're good to go. Um, honestly, it's a bit a weird situation. Uh, we have some <laughs> technical difficulties stemming from the fact that three times a year, we need to rebuild the studio from scratch. Um, I'm at home. Alex, the intern, is at his new home in Texas. And Eagle, uh, you're at the studio.
2: Yep, I'm here. I'm all alone. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, Alex, the intern, is finally uh, getting on Hot not sauce for Work instead of getting yes Hot for Work. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Eagle, uh, <laughs> how annoyed are you that you have to do a show with me just days after having to spend a Full day of broadcast with me.
2: So it's a fun story in that this is usually the point in time where we ignore each other um, because our creative differences start to, like, come apart, come near the end of our usual broadcast production system, calendar, whatever it is. So this is supposed to be a break from each other. And yet here you are. Here I am. At least we're not in the same room. So there's a little bit of reprieve there. Um, yeah. But yeah. There's a bunch of events coming up and a bunch of meetings, which I still need to talk to you about. So I'm not not super happy about that. We
0: have a meeting tomorrow morning also (laughs) is the other thing. But uh, yeah, it's the real reason I didn't come to the studio is I don't need to see your face right now. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's the main reason. Um, Well, um, I want to talk to you guys about something because I realized while on vacation, which by the way, I'm back from vacation. Finally, um, I realized something on vacation and, um, I, I kind of like using these intros sometimes to talk about stuff guys don't talk about. Um, and one of the things I discovered that guys don't talk about is a condition I like to call saltwater dick. Um, I don't know if this What's happens that? to you because guys don't talk about it. But so while looking up what was going on, I, I couldn't find any like real um, you know, shared experience on the internet. I found some stuff from medical resources, but nothing for like, just dudes saying like, yeah, this happened to me, not a big deal. Um, I had initially asked my brother and my dad who were with me, uh, who in public said, no, this never happened to me. And then both privately admitted this was a thing. So I think we need to destigmatize Saltwater Dick. So this is, this happens to me now and again. Now, Alex, you lived in California a while, so maybe you became desensitized, but I don't go into saltwater very often. And it turns out uh, for that reason, I don't own expense i didn't own expensive swimsuits, so I would you know go onto the beach, take a swim, and then I would like keep wearing my my bathing suit for too long, and it would get my dick would get super irritated by the mesh. Uh, has this ever happened to you, Alex the intern? the first conversation I ever have with you on Nasau for work here it is let's talk about saltwater penis
1: oh that oh that's a great subject so <laughs> Let's talk about penises. So, of course. I'm back from vacation, baby. <laughs> so from my experience, I do feel like um, your penis be- feels weird after getting get into salt water. Yeah. Like it, it feels like it's shrunk.
2: Yeah, but that's just water in general that's cold. That's not anything to do with salt water specifically. No,
1: that's also salt water. It just feels weird. It's like when you touch your penis after, like there's a weird texture. It does a weird texture. Yeah. So uh,
0: what uh, I've noticed
2: it, specifically about salt water as opposed to regular water is that I find salt water makes your balls a little bit more like, I guess bubbly or like I've like bumps on it if anything whereas normally yeah that's you're smooth and everything right like I've done I've done a lot of swimming in my life I used to do competitive I was in pools with yeah. all like saltwater pools and uh, chlorine pools and everything but f- there's something about salt water from the ocean that just makes your balls tingle in a way that I don't know how to explain to an average person it's like if you were to like brush your hand over a lychee or something Like kind of like that almost
1: well do you actually yeah. do you actually like it though
2: I mean, I usually try not to caress my balls in the <laughs> after swimming, but I mean,
0: but tried and, and were successful or tried and failed, Eagle. No comment. Okay, <laughs> so like that's the thing is like I guess that's what kind of what happens is like because I'm stubborn and don't want to change immediately, and like you know bathing suits dry up pretty quick now. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> You know i've kind of experienced that and then what happens is you know with my balls and dick they are it against the mesh and now they're sensitive from like whatever happens in salt water and they and they get irritated so all of this we end up in corsica um and, and i've explained all this to my wife i'm like yeah i think i need to actually invest in a, a real swimsuit because like these cheap ones it's causing issues for me i'm not comfortable um it's not great so what yeah. i bought a, the most expensive <laughs> Uh, swimsuit I've ever bought in my life it's great I love it but at one point um my dad asked me you know I, several times my mom was there too and she's asking me like what's going on I was like my dick is irritated please stop asking me questions about why I need to buy a swimsuit in Corsica um but I did and it seemed to alleviate the issue uh upon uh Wearing that swimsuit instead of the cheap one. More of the story don't buy $12 swimsuits on Amazon.
1: Buy and buy cream as well. You need cream.
0: Yeah, so the, the best thing I have, this was a thing from the 90s, and maybe it'll come back because I saw Crystal Pepsi somehow came back, even though no one drank it in the 90s either. Pepsi but, uh, but and, and, and Pepsi Blue, I'm sure that's next, by the way. But um, we used to have <laughs> this aloe gel to treat, um, to treat sunburn. And I would never use it for sunburn, but what I would do is to treat my saltwater dick. I'd rub that aloe gel and it was like really cooling and had this great sensation. But as far as I can tell on my searches on Amazon and in Spain, that product either is not available in Spain or it doesn't exist anymore.
1: Discontinued. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, discontinued because guys don't talk about their problems. I'm convinced if we just talked about it as a remedy for saltwater dick. It would be a thriving industry. But because guys are disingenuous, that's what happens.
1: Yeah, they should sponsor us for this. Yes, so
0: Bring back the product, and then you guys and Pepsi Clear sponsor <laughs> the show. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, but we got a time to get to
1: um, – it is time for the Hold news. on. Hold on. I, I actually had an, an, an announcement. All right. I actually We're, had an announcement. I, I took so long
0: to say that sentence. You could have interrupted me at any time. You waited till the end. But go ahead. But
1: I wanted to – uh, announce this before we get to the actual news, but okay. you know, sports news. So uh, I told Terry, well, Terry knows um, I'm going to become a father. Hey! Oh, hey that's way you. better than what I said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the opposite. So little opposite. <laughs> so, yeah, uh... I'm, congrats to you, Alex, the intern. I, I can't wait to meet baby the intern. Um, <laughs> It's gonna be awesome, dude. That's uh we're really, really proud of you, man. That's awesome.
2: You're not She's getting any be... breaks though, eh, for baby duty and everything. Like you're still gonna have to do your shit. We'll be on top of you.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't worry. I, yeah, I
0: will to a joke because Eagle found a watermelon in the studio, apparently. And I was gonna make a joke that what Eagle can do in his spare time uh is like use it to practice like swaddling a baby and putting on a diaper. Uh, had I known, I would have made that joke full on because, uh, you know, that's that's something you're going to have to be doing in the next little while.
2: Joke's on you. I would have thrown it on the ground.
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, we had some news already, but Eagle, it's time for the news. <laughs> Ah, uh, Terry, it's the news.
1: Is it, though?
0: It is. It is. It is. <laughs> um, so, after months of the Deshaun Watson, um, you know, filings and hearings and it going uh, to two courts in Texas, of course, Texas, you'll know this uh, having lived there, Alex, is a state that protects embryos more than women. So, uh, there was no... <laughs> Uh, there was no criminal charges brought to Deshaun Watson, but, um, there was the state, there was a statement that was released by, uh, the first judge that proceeded over this, uh, for, on behalf of the NFL where he got six games. Um, and then now today or yesterday, rather it was announced that Deshaun Watson would be getting, uh, an 11 game suspension and a $5 million fine, or actually, sorry, it was this morning. Wasn't it? the days are kind of rolling into one, but anyway, that all happened. Um, and I guess we'll get everyone's initial thoughts. And then I want to I evaluate something uh, related to this. So, like, your first thoughts when you, when you saw that uh, seemingly final suspension come down,
1: Alex. So, I'm going to go on a rant here, okay? Because I still do not understand how that human garbage of Deshaun Watson got 11 games. hmm and Kevin Ridley is for an entire year for gambling $1,500. So oh, it's very easy. It's very easy to understand because hold on. the. Okay. Uh, let me put my tinfoil hat on here right now. Okay. So there was this rumor going on in NFL, which it, it, it's, 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 it's a conspiracy theory, but this confirms it a little bit more. The NFL is scripted. Okay. It's you know what? why? it's cryptic oh my
0: god that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <Go
1: ahead. laughs> okay i'll tell you why so basically calvin ridley gambled only fifteen hundred dollars gets suspended for an entire fucking year why is it because is it because they know that he knows which games who's supposed no. to win which game it's it's and way why it's way
0: more obvious it's way more obvious It's that the NFL makes a lot of money from gambling. It does not make a lot of money from women. So what happens is Calvin Ridley uh, is involved in gambling. It's a bad look, and they need to show the gamblers, no, 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 we're taking this seriously. It's not rigged like the crazies say on Twitter, so we're suspending you a full year. Deshaun Watson, which you did kind of made us look bad, but we don't care about women. So 11 games for you. That's, That's actually what happened.
1: But how does it's it, how does that equate to Deshaun Watson, though? Because Deshaun Watson got 1. It doesn't games.
0: equate to two different things.
1: Yes, it's two different things, but one gamble and one touched 40 over 40 women. One can cost the
0: NFL a lot of money, and the other one doesn't, doesn't matter. Because the NFL doesn't actually care about women.
2: I mean, let's okay. let's also be honest here. There's gonna be a whole bunch of fans who are like but whatever, it doesn't matter. They're just women, and I hate to say that out loud, but I'm sure there's a large percentage of NFL fans that actually agree with that statement is the
0: worst part. Well, if you read the internet comments, it's versions of that. Yep. It's not proven. It's it's not guilty till proven or not uh, guilty. Not, sorry, proven till, to prove uh, guilty till, ah. Innocent
2: Innocent to. Innocent till proven, proven guilty.
0: guilty. Yeah, look, man, it was a long weekend of broadcast, so I'm done with words. <laughs> English um, is hard. English is hard sometimes, but uh, here's the thing, is the statement put up by Judge Robinson was she literally said he did these things, the reason why he only got six games is because the NFL was so poor at punishing violence against women in the past that the precedent because again, this is between a corporate body and their uh, unionized uh, workers the precedent that was set was a on average, six games. So because of their own inability to handle this properly in the past, that is the reason why Deshaun Watson originally got six games. Now, I wanted to evaluate three statements. Um, well, four statements. Eagle, uh, you want to bring up Deshaun Watson's statement, and I'll read it uh, for the listening audience?
2: Yeah, sure. Let me get that on the screen for you here. Also, by the way, this statement was tweeted by Adam Schefter. The person we said was going to break the news about this because, of course.
0: Yeah, because he's got the agent. He's he the mouthpiece works, for the agent. Well, the agent exactly. and for the owners, right? Yeah. You want me to read it? Um, yeah, sure. Go ahead, go.
2: All right. So this is a statement from Deshaun Watson issued by the Browns. So it says, I'm grateful that the disciplinary process has ended and extremely appreciative of the tremendous support I have received throughout my short time with the Browns organization. I apologize once again for any pain the situation has caused. I take accountability for the decisions I made. Clearly not for throws, though. My focus going forward is on working to become the best version of myself on and off the field and supporting my teammates however possible while I'm away from the team. I'm excited about what the future holds for me in Cleveland. And then the statement continued saying, I am too horny to understand what consent is. No,
0: that's not actually true. Well, at least one would
1: have been on it.
0: At least I would have been honest. So I wanted to evaluate uh, this statement, but I want to think. I want to know what you guys thought was the worst statement. So there's that one that came out. There are there is the Browns who said after um, Judge Robinson came out with her findings that he did these things, that uh, they support Deshaun Watson and that he was innocent. There was also the statement the morning of uh, that the NFL PA came out saying, well we don't think he should be punished any further and we're gonna we're gonna follow uh, we're gonna respect what the uh, what the judge comes up with and uh, I hope the NFL we hope the NFL does the same thing. Um, I think that's it as far as statements about this. So which one do you guys find the grossest and why I'll start with you, Alex the intern.
1: I'll just go with Deshaun Watson's statement. He's so appreciative that, it's, that the process is finally over. And he's acting like he's all innocent and did nothing. And he feels like he, he won this case because I believe I believe he thought he was going to get uh, suspended for over the, the whole year, even two years for this. So he's really happy. And he got a raise that will pay him
0: $225 million now because he, he loses $5 million. <laughs> so, he got a raise out of it. Yeah.
1: It's a way of seeing things. Yeah.
0: Uh, Eagle, what are your thoughts as to the worst statement of the bunch?
2: I, I, It's hard for me to pick one. The, the Sean Watson statement is just bad, right? Well, oh, there's, there's
0: also the Adam Schefter one. My mistake, I did forget one. There's also the Adam Schefter one saying that he was found innocent.
2: Yeah, we're not doing that one. Like that one is just—that's just just for being an asshole. So I'm. But did he? But did he? I'm generally upset at the Browns as an organization, as an ownership group, as a professional sports club, who essentially said, "We don't care about women. We think this is the best thing to make us win games. Our fans are too stupid to see that this is a bad decision for our team." from a like PR perspective. So we're just going to pretend nothing happened and say we did our job to investigate, even though we completely didn't. When anyone counteracts us, we just scream fake news at them and that we were right, and the entire thing will hopefully disappear. That's essentially what all their statements are adding up to. And yeah. I just find it so despicable that this is allowed in today's day and age. And I understand there's an ownership group the, from what we're hearing rumors, the other 31 owners are losing their shit on this because it's like, what do you mean this happened type of thing. And Goodell doesn't like it either, which is surprising considering usually he's a little bit more like trying to stay away from things. But obviously, we're trying to represent the owners here. So I just I, I just find that this whole Browns organization, they, like, they should be asked about this every single day for the next 10 years in my mind and it still wouldn't be enough because because
0: if you remember eagle if you remember uh kneeling before a game was a distraction but now we're here so yep um the, it's okay, the though he won't all. be
2: there for the first 11 games so he's not going to be a distraction when their season falls apart to begin with
0: maybe they can call Brandon Weeden and have him uh, start some games Uh but the, the um for me well I, I completely agree what the browns did is is completely inappropriate. The fact that they structured his contract to get the minimal uh penalty the minimal financial penalty I found from the beginning was gross. the fact that he's making a million dollars so he only loses he was only supposed to lose three hundred thousand dollars in fines. I find that completely gross. The fact that they went out of their way to acquire him and guarantee the money completely given everything that was happening is, is Really, really, really short-sighted. But yet, the statement that bothered me the most was actually a statement by the NFLPA because they they were kind of celebrating. They knew they were going to get a a fairly positive verdict from Judge Robinson, and they were kind of like trying to dunk on Goodell, saying like, well, we're going to respect it, so I hope you will. And here's the other thing. I was in Barcelona when I read it. The news broke on my phone. It was 8 a.m. I was going out to get a croissant for my wife. (laughs) <laughs> and um, I'm reading this story, and I'm like, "Wait a second! It's 2 a.m. on the Eastern Seaboard. They purposely dumped this news in the middle of the night because they knew, while some of the NFL PA members wanted to dunk on Goodell, they also knew this was a really bad look. So that's the only reason you would bury your news in the middle of the night. Because I was, if you if you remember, Alex, I shared that article, and you guys woke up to it." You woke up to it much much later because you're yeah you're, uh, you're a couple hours behind the eastern uh, eastern coast uh, as well.
1: No, I believe I was in yeah yeah I was in Texas, so I'm only I'm only Central town. Yeah, still just to say like like for yeah, you, yeah I know. It's, it's eight hours behind where I was,
0: you know. So like for you, it's breaking at like you know midnight one a.m. sort of thing. Um, so it's a little bit of a little bit of a strange uh, scenario. Um, I did I did. Kind of enjoy the Jacksonville fans chanting "you sick fuck" at the yeah. preseason game. That was kind of fun, and I, I, I honestly hope at the very least, uh, he does experience this as uh, he plays the season.
1: Well, uh, f- take it from me, who's a uh, who's in the biggest Rev- Ravens fan group in on Facebook. Uh, when the when the suspension when the suspension was announced for Sean Watson. They're like the the group admin was like, you know what, we're all gonna uh, ch- chant uh, no means no during the game, cause, cause cause they were supposed to play in Baltimore uh, that ke- week seven, and he's like, and everyone everyone was on board with it. State um no means no during that fucking game, and I was like gonna lose it. That shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah.
0: The only issue is that when he goes to see when he goes to play in Pittsburgh, they're gonna ch- they're gonna chant Ben means yes. So
1: <laughs> um,
0: unfortunately that, that might happen.
1: Well, well, another... that one... Sorry? Yeah, that's the funny thing because the, the weren't the Cleveland Browns making fun of the Pittsburgh Steelers because Ben was you know convicted as a rapist.
0: And... He was indicted, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever. So they were making fun of him, and then karma hits them back with Deshaun Watson, basically. Yeah, it's it's
0: just... I, I know we've talked about this before on the show. I know that I was... At one point, the Miami Dolphins were, were pursuing him. I was really, really conflicted. I don't know if I could have cheered for the Dolphins. And I know Tyreek is on the team, and he had his issues with domestic abuse. I'm not saying one's worse than the other, one's better than the other. I'm just telling you how... This made me feel, and the fact that like it seemingly went without punishment, I was like i don't know i'm i'm not I didn't feel good about it um but it won't be my problem uh so we'll have to see how that goes uh but there was another football story that kind of made its way through uh social media in the last couple of days, and weirdly, it's a story from two thousand and twelve uh the die the untold series. Uh, came out with their episode, uh, a two part, uh, episode of the girlfriend who didn't exist. Uh, the story of Mentai Teo. Um, so how old were you when
1: this happened, Alex? Well, well what, what year was it again? 2012.
0: 2012. 2012. 10 years ago. I was 18. 18. Okay. So I, I was, a, I was, yeah, 28, 29, um, and so I remember this is when I started taking an interest in sports media and, and started working with Eagle and, and, and fly football and that sort of stuff. When that story happened, I was like, well, A, I didn't know what catfishing was. Um, <laughs> the internet was far less sophisticated than it is now. One of the things you see when you're watching the documentary is they're, they're recreating the text messages being sent, right? Or Facebook messages being sent. And – there's a subject line, so his name, and then you put the subject of the message, and then the subject. It was. It looked like you were sending an email, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's true! Facebook messages used to have a subject." That's how long ago this was. So, um, the the interesting parts of this, of course, is that Manti Te'o didn't know what was happening. It kind of broke around the time of the Heisman uh, uh, ceremony, where he was invited but didn't win. That. Um, she wasn't real. And there was suspicions that he was involved in making her up and yeah. that allowed him to fall to the second round. And the, the thing beyond all of this, which I find surprising is that one of the guys in the documentary, like one of the friends was like, Oh, your girlfriend was in a car accident in whatever city, whatever city, California. And so he Googled her name, car accident and the city and got no results. You know how hard it is to Google something and get no results. And so, like, <laughs> you know, well, that's weird, but whatever. And like, okay, he's not a journalist, but for like a whole year, ESPN and um, you know the New York Times, real journalistic entities. Well, at the time, ESPN was a real journalistic entity, but like real journalistic entities didn't do the basic research to be like. Oh, his ex-girlfriend died, and she had a car accident. Then she had leukemia, and uh, his, and his girlfriend like died during the season. Let's find out who she was. And like Man Teo doesn't go to the funeral, which is really strange. And nobody looks any of this up. That there's not a picture of Man Teo at his girlfriend's funeral. There's not um, there's not a a record of her existence or of her uh, of her passing away just a really, really, really strange situation at a different time of the internet, obviously, you know?
1: Mentai Teo, that story was a special case because, first of all, okay, look, as a man, I'm not sure even back then, even back then, you you do do research on people who message you on Facebook, right? So you... Message
0: people he knew that knew her like that's the thing like if I, if I, if some girl hits me up is like and like I check her friends list and like oh she know she knows Alex the intern she knows Eagle. she knows Terry and be like hey you know this girl like no one knew her well cuz her her like name and pictures were like stolen from another facebook profile right so um they're like yeah i know this girl she comes to my school or yeah i know this girl she works at the store down the street you know like but
1: they didn't know yeah, her it- well I, I do remember back in those years it was a bit easier to catfish. Yeah. Uh right now he literally didn't know what it was. <laughs> exactly. Well, well uh, unless you watch the catfish show right on MTV, I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was still I'm pretty sure they had the show on MTV, right? Eagle?
0: It came out it came out like right before this happened. Okay.
1: Yeah, pretty much
2: right. It was first it was a movie actually and then afterwards they did the yeah. show and everything.
0: Yeah. So, um, so the the woman the woman who catfished him uh, she she identifies as a woman now um, she was saying that she got a lot of like the excuses to not meet up she got them from the show catfished like the excuses he, that the, the guys who the, the the people used she was using the same exact excuses oh I can't Facetime I cracked my screen oh I'm trying to Facetime I can see you you can't see me like that
1: kind of stuff what was the end angle- goal for uh, for that chick exactly? Uh, just troll him? Um. So what's
0: complicated is it's kind of woven into her, her story of not being able to be honest about her sexuality. She had a whole bunch of members of her family that were ex-NFL players and she was expected to be like an NFL player also but it, it wasn't true to her identity and part of it was also, she seems to be a horrible, selfish human being. Like, those two things can be true at the same time. She had issues with her identity, but lots of people do and don't entrap people. Um, there was a, a, a story, there was a podcast that my wife had me listen to uh, maybe three or four months ago. It's called Sweet Bobby. It's about uh, a woman who was catfished by another woman for, like, 20 years and, like, essentially... Kind of ruined her from every relationship she could ever have and all that and like it wasn't for money it wasn't it was just sort of like this woman wanted to see how far she can push it, how far she can control another
1: person it seemed
0: and that that selfish aspect seems to be core to to this kind of behavior
1: Well yeah I mean back in those days you'd get that, but nowadays the catfishes you you get Nigerian princes. <laughs> yeah, basically, steal pictures of women and then pretend they're women nowadays on Facebook.
2: But I mean, uh, also just just to kind of like throw a wrench into this. I mean, okay, you're not Tim Tebow and everything, so you're trying to keep yourself uh, a virgin your entire like high school career and college and everything like that. Like, Manti Te'o. It's 2012. You're having an online relationship when you can literally bang any chick you want. So are you just not banging them to begin with? And you're like, oh, no, this girl is avoiding me. Like, what's wrong with you? Come on, man. So,
1: Go ahead. Maybe, he, sorry, has a yeah. small, maybe he has a small penis. Who knows? It's self- possible. It's definitely possible. Self- self-confidence is a thing, man. He, if you yeah. if, if, yeah. if have any confidence. Yeah. Exactly,
0: maybe he had salt dick like, that he got in South Bend, Indiana. No, but one of the things that they brought up, and it's <laughs> all similar the bodies to, of water to, in
2: Indiana for sure.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> uh, one, one of the things that him and his family brought up was that, um, for like Hawaiians and Samoans, there's like pressure to find like girlfriends and stuff in your own culture, and so she, she was posing as a, a Samoan woman, and um, like. In the Sweet Bobby documentary, it was about South Indians, and it was like a similar pressure that she couldn't just go to a bar and meet people, so she relied on the internet and her community to meet people. And uh, the same, it 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 more often happens to people who have pressures of community on them in a way that you know the the guys on the show don't never had that pressure in our lives, so it's never uh, been that way, (laughs) you know. Uh, But the the next thing I wanted to uh, get to was. My beloved Miami Dolphins. We'll we'll touch on this really quickly. It's Uh, it's a complaint about the Dolphins, but really it's a brag about myself. So um, the the Dolphins lost two draft picks trying to get um, Tom Brady to be part owner of the team slash quarterback of the team. And this is a story that ESPN started covering while I was on vacation in Europe. This is a story I wrote about months ago on hotsaucesports.ca, where I was covering the Brian Flores situation and spoke to someone in Dolphins PR who then just started telling me this whole story about Tom Brady. And I was like, this is weird. And I included my story and I talked about it in the show and even during the time, I was like, I don't know, Pees. This kind of seems far fetched. But look at that. That's the thing that happened. This is why you should follow Hot Sauce Sports because we do real journalism, and that's an example.
1: Yeah, you, you should sue ESPN for that, man. It'll the... never
0: work. It'll never work. It's so annoying. Is this is we picked a hellscape of an industry. of there's no journalistic integrity. They'll never credit
1: anybody who doesn't work for them. It's the worst. But let's talk a bit of about um Steven Ross. That guy is special. He he, he's weird, okay. So first yeah, but he's a little bit more weird. So okay (laughs) I'm just kidding man. So he wants he wants he wants his team to purposely lose, which it came out in the Brian Flores thing. Then he had a what, what was a racial story about him and Brian Flores? It was um. So the problem. Yeah, yeah, the tampering. yeah a tampering.
0: Well, tampering, and uh, that essentially what Brian Flores was saying was by having him, um, by having him try to lose games, it would prevent him from getting future jobs because, on average, black coaches get less second chances. They have shorter coaching tenures. Their, their contracts are not honored as long as white coaches. So he didn't actually just sue the Dolphins. He sued um, all 32 franchises uh, as part of an attempted class action suit.
1: And the third thing is the Brady thing where he tried to you know, recruit Brady and stuff.
0: Um, not tried, by the way. It was fully on. If you notice, one of the, one of the things that's, that's key is remember, remember at the time when Tom Brady – quote-unquote, retired, he never said the word retired. <laughs> and also, remember how he didn't say goodbye to the Patriots? He yeah. just said goodbye to Tampa. It's because he wasn't retiring. He was trying to leave the Bucks. The plan was he was going to go to the Dolphins and then, as a, as a part-time owner, and then at some point, if Tua was doing well, great. Trade Tua as an excellent asset. And if he's not doing well, trade him as a uh, uh, Mediocre asset, and then bring Tom Brady to save the Dolphins um, as one more spit in the face to Bill Belichick. But more importantly, um, it allows him to get ownership in a NFL uh, franchise in a city where he just bought a giant mansion.
1: So with all this going on with Stephen Ross, is he fit to be an owner right now? Yeah, of course. They all do this. It,
0: this is not... like they're all they're all garbage humans who've cheated to become billionaires and now will cheat with their toys. Like that's <laughs> why does this surprise you?
1: Billionaires are not good people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess when you're rich, you're evil, right? I mean,
0: you have to do. You have to make so certain moral compromises to get to that level of of uh, equity. And then if you've made those moral, it's so. It's a. There's a. Uh, a concept that I can't think of the name of, of in this moment, but there's a there's a moral philosophy uh, concept where there's a window, right? And the size of that window increases or decreases depending on the moral choices you make. So once you make a choice that's immoral, it becomes easier to make the next immoral choice, right? So like for him, if he's cheated the SEC for years and years and years and has you know done whatever he he could do to become as rich as he is. Why would you think twice about cheating the NFL? It's nothing compared to like withholding taxes.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's like it's like it's like cheating on your, uh, on, your on your math exam, right? It's, it's... yeah. Before it's, you know you're it's, thinking it's, math. It's some same concept, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I guess so, yeah, so every owner cheats. That's uh that, yeah, that's news to me. It's a look,
0: let's not pretend I always say this about the NFL. Stop stop showing me a brothel and telling me it's church. Like, I'm okay with it being a brothel. Just don't lie to me. <laughs> um, are you still a Lakers fan now that you moved to San Antonio, Alex? Or are you uh, migrating?
1: Um, look, at, at the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my heart, I'm still a Lakers fan. However, I now follow uh, the Spurs just a little bit. I'm not a Spurs fan. I'm just following them. But I do love the fucking Mavericks. I want to see where I – want, I want to see what, what they can build around Luka Doncic, and I, I feel like they can build something nice. I hope they I hope don't mess it up for him. Uh, poor kid, honestly.
0: Eagle, uh, did you not train Alex D'Intern on what a segue is? All right, cool, because uh, we're talking about the Lakers, not the man. Oh, LeBron James. Let's talk LeBron about LeBron James. LeBron James, signs an extension. Um, it is somewhere in the vicinity of, I think, $97 million for two years. It can um, actually go
2: higher than that with some extra bonuses, or I believe it's yeah. if the salary cap gets increased, his contract also increases with it or something
1: like that. Yeah, so Correct. he well, is well a well very, very, very,
0: very rich man. Educated.
1: Okay, now, do, do you think that extension is actually a signing trade for, like let's say, next year? So, he can't be traded
0: until uh, February 17th, 2023, which I believe is after the trade deadline.
1: So, uh, next summer.
0: So, it would be next summer, I imagine. I think it's done purposefully because um, it would align with My thinking is um, we also saw that Bronny James didn't get any offers till recently. The only offer was seemingly from Oregon. We know that Phil Knight has a relationship with the Oregon Ducks and obviously a relationship with his top salesman, LeBron James. And um, so I think it was just sort of to not show their hand. But I have a pretty good authority that – well, LeBron James has actually been working with his. He's been working with the and 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 sorry, uh, MBA PA to try and remove the one-year college requirement, so players can go straight from high school into the NBA. <laughs> which means Bronny can get the, get to the NBA year sooner, um, which would mean he would be uh, able to uh, enter the twenty twenty three draft. So, if that's the case. He has the flexibility to ask for a trade, although it will cost the team 15% more against the cap. uh, Then because there's a 15% cap hit added to his salary, if he gets traded, because he uh, LeBron is not eligible for, for a no trade clause in his contract. Um, And then if, if he goes to where I think it's going to actually happen is I think he's going to play a year in the G league instead of uh, playing in college. And then he's going to uh, join his son wherever because he'll be a free agent and money won't be an issue anymore.
1: Yeah. So LeBron James, uh, I do believe he w- he wants abs- he wants to absolutely play with his son. Right. That, uh, that I believe that's his end goal. He said it. He
0: said it multiple times.
1: Yeah. Uh, like
0: if you're him, why wouldn't you? You have championships. You've you're the top earning player of all time with
1: 571 million dollars, a billion dollars, million sorry But let's be honest here for a second: is Bron is Bronny James a NBA player? Like, do yes. do you do, do, do you envision him as an NBA player? Yes, because I see him in the G League player.
0: Well, he, he's going to start in the G League. Like I said, he's going to G League next year. Like that. Part of the reason I don't think he's going to college is the G League actually prepares you better for playing in the NBA because you're playing pro ball. Uh, and if you're not going to be an absolute standout star, why not make a salary, go to the G League, play pro ball instead of amateur ball and go to the NBA? Um, we're going to start seeing that more and more. And I think I think Bronny a good example of that. And, and also, find this, this
2: from LeBron's perspective, too, if his lifelong dream is to play in the NBA with his son, do you really think he's not going to have pull of a GM to say, "Get me this guy, no. put him as the eleventh man on the roster. He'll ride the bench the entire season if I need to, but put him like you know two minutes on the court with me every now and then, just so I can say I'm on the same team as him we play together, right?" And LeBron, well, he's, a, he's, not, he's not gift him a championship.
0: He's not going to be a lottery pick, but he's he's good enough, I think, to make an NBA team. Like to your point, Eagle, I, I think he's a guy who can probably be. A contributor. Best case scenario is a contributor for ten years in the NBA. Um, but what's going to happen is the NBA after the top ten picks, you're kind of guessing. Like the top ten picks are very valuable, and then after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. So if I'm the 14th team drafting and I'm going to take a chance on one of four guys, but one of the one of the guys I could take a chance on also brings me LeBron James, helps me sell. LeBron James jerseys helps me um, maybe even win basketball games because at that point I think LeBron will still be a decent basketball player even if not at the
1: level he's at now.
0: Why not take that opportunity?
1: So you're right on that. Um, I do think – look, I, I, I do think they'll end up playing together. And, and, and it's a PR move. They, they want them to play together. And whichever team gets them, honestly, congratulations, you just, you, you just upped your revenue by 50%. I, I, I think that's what's going to be the, uh, the situation there. Um, however, my, my hot take on this is that Bryce is actually better than Bronny. Oh, he is, do better. You think?
0: He is better. But, um, of course, he's a bit younger, so it depends how he develops. But uh, his body type looks more ready. Um, to take the next step and and he, I think he's, he's a more skilled player but we'll see how that goes um, the uh, Montreal Canadiens are making some moves I'm happy because I think this means they're going to suck for a couple of years and I've been kind of begging for the Habs to stop trying to build the ship in the air they keep trying to rebuild kinda they keep trying to like keep everything afloat and, and that you know, make some clever moves to to push them above and beyond. That oh, doesn't a Maple work. This is <laughs> a full rebuild, right? Like trading for Monahan and uh, acquiring a first round pick is eating salary for Calgary. I've heard stuff that Monahan might not even play this season, which even better.
1: So okay, so let's so let's dissect this trade, okay? So. Uh, Sean Monahan, uh, he had a he, he's injury, he has been injury riddled for the past two years. Uh, obviously, the the Flames wanted to shed some salary cap space because they wanted because they wanted to sign Nazem Kadri, and and based off those trades, uh, they really want to go all in uh, the next this year and the next couple other years because they just also signed uh, Huberdo long term. Uh, which the whole Habs fan base thought he was going to sign in Montreal next next summer.
0: No, not <laughs> This guy right here, who has a brain, who is functioning, uh, if they would have signed Huberdeau, I think I would have been done with the team. And I love Jonathan Huberdeau. I love Jonathan Huberdeau. And if they do this shit again, half-assed, I'm done. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs>
1: I can't. Alex, it's 30 years, man. Yeah, it was. I guess guess something has to change. 36 years? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at my banner. 93 is last year. We won. Whatever it is. It's too damn long, man. So, essentially, the Habs got a center, which they can potentially use as a a trade chip at a trade deadline. Look, if he plays and he does decent, we can always trade him for a second or third round pick, and therefore, we got a first and maybe a second and third by trading nothing, so we got three assets out of it basically. And and, and if I would we don't, take everything
0: you can, Jake Allen, you give me a fifth round pick. Great, get as many assets as possible. Trade everything. Put a minor league team on the ice for three years,
1: please. And and that's what you're going to set a trade deadline. I believe we're going to trade five guys, five guys at a trade deadline. Yeah, five guys. Amazing burgers. Yeah, indeed. indeed. And they're greasy too, so. Who are the five? <laughs> um, good question, honestly. Uh, uh wait, wait, Jake wait Allen, you just like said you there's said. five
2: guys and you don't even know who they are.
1: No, I said up to five guys. Okay, yeah. No, actually I'm not you exactly said five sure guys. Who. You
2: didn't say up to, you said five. But also like okay. even
1: if it's up to, you to Let me give you the five are. guys then. Okay, let me give you the five guys. So it's gonna be Jake Allen. I yes. believe he's gonna be traded. Uh, Mike Hoffman. Could be yeah. Paul Byron. uh, Jonathan Drouin. I think he's gone. Uh, And last one, I'd say... uh, Evgeny Dadonov. So that's five. There you go.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we also saw the news that uh, Carey Price can be on... uh, Yes, I was also
1: getting to that as well. Hold on, let me tell you this. So Carey Price... uh, can't use just announced that he is not playing next year.
2: It is so, likely he's not going to play next year. Yeah. is the actual thing. His recovery from his uh, knee surgery has not gotten better. Obviously, last year was a little bit of a wash between the rehab and then the uh, player uh, something program substance yeah. abuse rehab, whatever you want to call it. Is uh, well, like- he essentially, oh,
1: oh. He's, essentially, he's going to be in the, on the LTIR, which means we okay. need. Where we're eating his uh, his cap space, and so by getting Monahan, we don't actually need to create a more cap space because we're, we're pretty much using prices, uh, salary as LTIR, So, which means
2: I mean, it's great for a GM because you literally get your money back and you can do whatever you want with it. It's terrible well, as an owner because you're spending ten him. million just dollars just to pay someone to do nothing. So,
1: well, you are paying yeah. him.
0: You just it doesn't count as a cap.
2: Yeah, so I'm saying, as a GM, it's great. As an owner, it sucks.
1: Yeah. And now, is Carey Price retiring at the end of the next season? Who knows?
0: I think so. I think so. I think, I think it's so. So um, you would know the contract details more than I do, but at the end of this year, I believe he can
1: either be bought out or his contract is done, right? Um, I'm getting exactly the contract details from CapFriendly.com. Is it because I, I, myself...
0: I know that I know that there's some relief from the carry Price contract at the end of the season. I just don't remember the details. Like, this was a big year for the carry Price contract. I don't remember yeah, why. Yeah, and,
2: and, and please just to be clear on that, right? If you're buying out a contract, that is a decision taken by the team, the organization, to basically execute whatever bio clause is there. If the athlete, however, yeah. retires, there's different terms that kick in given the cap compliance and everything like that, right? Like obviously, we yeah. saw, for example, the story with uh, Shea Weber. There was the whole thing of well, if he retires, technically, because Nashville signed his deal, they are they have to take a cap hit for that, et cetera, et cetera. So really, from a from uh, Jeff Molson and the Habs ownership group, they're they don't want to pay his salary. They want him well, to actually, retire. I would imagine... but, and, but it also depends on how long they're planning to go through the rebuild for. If it's yeah. short term, then you don't need that cap hit over the first few years, essentially, of the retirement that you have to eat because of, uh, because of it. So you actually do want him to retire at that point, versus do you yeah. keep him on LTIR, keep paying him, and then, of course, Carey Price has to go through the whole like recovery process, get the physio, um, basically do all the steps in order to be compliant with the NHLPA-LTIR policy.
0: My belief is that he's on good terms with the organization, so they've already figured it all out together. Yeah, I think so too. They're just not saying it, but anyway.
1: Alex, what are the uh, terms on that contract? The terms on that cat contract. So let's say the Habs, okay, uh, buy out his contract, let's say June uh, 2023, so if we buy him out next year, uh, so we're going to be paying him $9.1 million for the next three years. So from 2023 until the end of 2026, we'll be paying him $9 million for the next three years. And then we're going to be paying him 600000 for the next three years after that. Which so $600,000 whatever. But, but if, we're only saving a million dollars if, if, we, if we buy him out next year. So basically,
0: they're yeah. This they need to work out something where they can have him retire and then give him a job doing something and make back the money on the back end. I imagine is is kind of what they'll probably do because yeah, the buyout structure there is not really working in their favor. I thought I thought it was uh, it was going to be more beneficial, but uh, we'll see how that pans out. We'll we'll talk to you, Alex, of course, more when uh, more of the trades and the Montreal Canadiens disassembly takes place. But in the meantime, it's time for Rapid Fire.
2: All right, boys, we're going to go through Rapid Fire somewhat quickly here. Let's try and keep this uh, fast and furious as we normally do. We're going to start with our first one. Pit not the goat. Antonio Brown has gone after Tom Brady for his offseason decisions in the following tweet where he goes, Tom Brady, manipulate the game, gets 14 days to go home. Get his mind right, lol. Now you see the difference. Put that shit on. Does anyone know what that means?
0: Uh, Uh, It it means he he got fired on the spot on the field and Tom Brady got 14 days to think about his future. But this also coming out like months after Tom Brady made the decision. It's really weird.
1: So my take on this is that he has CTE and it's confirmed.
2: (laughs) All right. That's one way to look at it.
0: Yeah, he, he, I I so wanted for him to be my spirit animal because like that I think he took a fake quote where he said that the only thing he regrets is not watching himself but the fact that he like shared it is like him endorsing the fake quote and to me that that should be my hero if he wasn't such a terrible human being otherwise. So, Daniel Antonio Brown, I wanted your chaos and you took it from me
1: and uh, and just before we go to the next one the piece have you have you heard antonio browns interviews before like let's say 8 years ago he had well yeah he had well articulated sentences during his interviews right now he sounds like he is a vegetable yeah, well, is so, it- so when people tell me
0: cte isn't real like i'm sorry man that game is bad for you it hurts it hurts the body I love watching it. I love gambling on it. But, man, does it hurt the body.
2: <laughs> All right. Next, don't cross the streams. Uh, the MLB has decided to not schedule any World Series games on Sundays to avoid conflicting with the NFL. Uh, good idea, bad idea, probably the best idea baseball has come up with recently.
1: <laughs> best so, idea I love ever. the
0: wording of this on Twitter because it's not the MLB's decision. It's actually the broadcast partner's who look like let's say I don't know Fox. I imagine it's Fox who has the rights. They look at it and like, yeah, you're not running up against the NFL. Sorry, you're not going to win that battle. Um, it's in the end, it's about money and it's a broadcast-driven, um, it's broadcast-driven uh, industry. They're going to choose the broadcasts that are most favorable. It's only the most logical thing to do.
1: Everything that piece just said, I, I just think that baseball cannot compete with the NFL. Yeah.
2: All right. Meanwhile, the NBA has decided to not schedule games on election day, actually doing something useful in society. Next, yeah. <laughs> hey Tony. White Sox manager Tony Larusa received some helpful advice from a fan in the grandstands when trying to figure out how to coach his team properly.
1: Hey Tony! Time out. Oh, he's gonna pitch on. He's getting in the pitch. And he called it. And he called it. And he's doing it. He's doing it. He's called. He's called. from the manager?
2: Baseball managers are so fucking useless.
0: So this shows they become, me... They become decor at this point. This shows me that Tony La Russa is incompetent. Well, was it this, Alex? Because earlier in the season, uh, his pitcher threw two strikes, was up 0-2, and, and then he asked for an intentional walk.
1: There's no way. Yep,
0: because the, because the runner stole, sec- stole second base. Uh, sorry, the runner stole for uh, yeah, stole second base. So he had a free base at first. Decided instead of going at this guy, like the stats of getting a hit when you're down 0-2 work so far. Like, like I think hitters through time are like hitting 160 when down 0-2. It doesn't make any sense. Even if it's Barry Bonds, you have to pitch him at that point. And Tony La Russa walked him. Now he's. Uh, basically, so checked out. He's literally just taking advice from the from the audience. It's so, become so, whose line is it anyway?
1: So, so he's not a a a, a a a a analytics guy, right? Is he? So interestingly,
0: about twenty years ago, when he was an old man, he was uh, pioneering in one of the uh, one of the coaches who actually followed analytics. Um, and now he's become uh, the piece of furniture that analytics has turned managers into. But he was oh. he was on the forefront of that, and now
1: uh, he's just a crotchety old man. So so he's going against uh, against technology, basically.
0: Well, he just like again he's he's been neutered by the thing he supported twenty years ago. <laughs> it's like like you have a son, and twenty years later that son cuts your balls off. That's what analytics uh, did for Tony Russo, unfortunately.
2: True. All right, next. Running back go. New York Jets running back coach Taylor MBE said of his running back room, I was describing it to my wife. I feel like it's Pokemon, and you're just sending out your next Pokemon.
1: Jesus. I
0: don't – so Pokemon got cool like slightly after it was cool for me to like Pokemon. So I've actually never seen – or consumed any Pokemon, so you guys have to help me out here. I'll let you guys choose it, and then Eagle. I think what we'll do is um, Alex, the intern, will throw me a running back. I'll just list the scale, and you tell me which Pokemon that would be. So well, we'll you can, pick, you can of- pick
2: an element if you want. That could be a, maybe easier way to do it.
0: Great, sounds good. We'll have we'll have Alex the intern start. Um, give me give me your best running back slash Pokemon comparisons.
1: Okay. You want me to actually compare Running Back to a Pokemon? Correct. Okay, so... Uh, Derek Henry, uh, Blastoise. So
2: that okay. would be a water type okay. one. Because... You can't just Who, save me? the Pokemon, you have to get the reason why.
1: Okay, well, he, because he's built like a unit.
2: Okay, but then there's like 20 other Pokemon that would do the exact same thing. Why Blastoise specifically?
1: Because his, uh, his, his his head is shaped like Blastoise too.
2: Ah, oh, there we go. That makes more sense. That so, <laughs> Just so you can get an idea in terms of who we're talking about here. Uh,
1: <laughs> this guy. Yeah,
0: I can <laughs> That's pretty good. Those kind of look like his shoulders as well. Yeah, I can do it. <laughs> he has exhaust for shoulders. Eagle, what's yours?
2: Uh, man, I don't even know.
0: What? You're the Pokémon guy. You're like our Pokémon analyst.
2: Yeah, but it's cuz there's there's too many of them. There's like 700 Pokémon, like Like <sighs>
0: when an incident happens, when there's tampering in Pokey World, we're the one we send you out there to investigate those balls.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like a Jolteon type of thing cuz he can kind of like
1: mm-hmm. cut and flash Pokemon. around
2: on the whole thing. I don't know. Who, pick a Pikachu. Who, who,
1: who, 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 who would Pikachu be? Uh,
2: who's an annoying little fuck that doesn't actually do anything?
0: Oh, um, pick a Dolphins running back. There we go. There we go.
2: So, for the record, this is Jolteon, by the way.
0: It's like a okay. And who, who who is most like that uh, creature? I don't know. I don't know. Come on, dude. You're still bad at this. I'm
2: bad at this. Right. I'm really bad um, at this.
0: Give me give
1: me a running back. Okay. Austin Eckler.
0: Austin Eckler. Um what if I tell you a fast brick? Who would that be, Eagle? In uh, maybe,
2: like, maybe like a hit on top type of thing?
0: Obviously, yes. That's I obviously that would what I was thinking Yeah. Based on my <laughs> lack of knowledge completely. <laughs> Oh yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, I feel like if you throw it, we are lucky, that dude but it will like spin flat.
2: around and everything, and he's kind of fast, and he'll like hit you hard and the whole stuff. So I can see it.
0: That's the one. Yes. Throw it to that dude. What's his name?
2: Uh, Hitmontop.
0: Throw it to Hitmontopple in the flat, and uh, you're good to go. You're good to go. All right.
2: Uh, next topic here. Looked at his kingdom, kingdom. he was finally there. The Brooklyn Nets and Ben Simmons have reached a settlement that will look to pay him about $20 million of salary for the season that he sat out.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, if anything, I see this as a punishment to the city of Philadelphia for being garbage to their players. They, they've booed everyone. They booed Evan Turner. They booed Egodala. They booed Allen Iverson. They've booed everyone. That's what you get.
1: Well, it, it's, it, it's it's no surprise that Philadelphia is probably the most trashiest city for sports. I, I I don't know a trashier city for sports in Philadelphia.
0: They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. <laughs> Come on, that's <laughs> I mean... all
2: right. And last one: crashed test dummies. After many discussions about the state state of the economy, all seems to be going back and all is well with the latest story. Got some good
0: news for you just in time for football season. Chicken wing prices have now dropped to below their pre-pandemic levels. The
1: wholesale price is now at a four-year low. You probably remember wings went soaring when the pandemic hit and Americans were stuck at home snacking. But demand has
0: slowed with so many people now returning to work, and also because many restaurants switched from expensive wings to the cheaper boneless. Great version. news for bones with sauce fans. That's <laughs> this right. Morning. got some good news go. for you. Just in time. T- we're ready for uh, football you go. season. Good news. Um, you know What this means. Let me let me take let me borrow the hat from the from Alex the intern, the tinfoil hat. The NFL knows the season is around the corner. You can't have an NFL season without chicken wing. <laughs> There's no way that's possible. Uh, Roger Goodell took that $5 million that he just took from Deshaun Watson, gave it straight to the chicken wing, in, wing industry, and said, You do what's right. You do what's right.
1: And let's just close the segment with this little debate drums or flats, guys? Or doesn't fucking matter.
0: I'm a drummy guy. I'm drummies all the way. Why
2: do I have to choose? Why can't I get
0: both?
1: Yeah, that's what I said. Or, or don't give a fuck.
2: No, not that I don't give a fuck. I want both. I want drums okay. and flats.
1: Okay, but why though?
2: Because I get both. Why wouldn't I want both? Like, why would I compromise can have and ask for okay,
1: you I a smaller... Actually, uh, please, why drums?
0: Oh, well, so um, I have a specific technique to eat chicken wings. My wife calls this my serial killer trade. And it works best with the drummies. What I do is I pick it up. I take the cartilage... It between my teeth and I spin the wing cracking it all against my teeth and then I slide all of the meat the meat out and so in about about one about, about 0.4 of a second the, the all you see is bone all you see is bone so my wife calls that my serial killer trait I'm able to clean those up in a terrifying fashion that's why I go drummies.
2: I just eat the whole chicken wing, like everything in one gigantic piece. Like I don't try and trim them or try and make it seem like I have more than I need. Like if I need 40 chicken wings, I'm buying fucking 40 chicken wings and not like 20 and cutting them into pieces, right? Like but, I'm let's see, but let's see
0: let's have the choice. Eagle, you're at my place. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you 40 wings. Do you go flats, drummies, or mixed?
2: i go mixed. i go mixed just for the variety. Oh,
0: you go mixed. You, you like having a different yeah. texture, then? Yeah, I do. I do. That makes sense. Yeah, mixed. What
1: about you, uh, intern? Mixed with buffalo sauce. They have to be buffalo.
0: I like buffalo sauce as well. I made some this week, actually. Um, this is where well, I would
2: normally plug a supplier of barbecue sauce, but they didn't pay their
0: bill this month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta keep that's why I had to make my own, Eagle, is no one sent this free, uh, free sauce. Um... Alex, the intern, thank you for subbing this week. It was a lot of fun. Um, Eagle, thank you for all the production work and for rebuilding the studio. I know it's a pain in the ass. and Thank you for putting up with me a lot this week. Yeah, Um, put up yourself. Yeah, indeed. But I'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 8.15. I I do want to thank everyone who's tuned in, everyone who has watched, everyone who subscribed. Um, We really do appreciate it. That's how we keep the lights on um so please if you haven't done so uh, continue to do so uh so thank you for all of those who did and most importantly thank you all for letting me be myself you've been listening to hot sauce sports
2: peace now do a little dance because i don't have a screen to cut to
0: This is a dance it's like i'm holding two penises
2: that is a pretty good dance honestly are they salty the wings? Oh, the dicks. What about the glory? Oh,
0: less, less than the wings.